Hello and welcome to episode 8 of Command Space. I'm your host, Mike Hurley, and you join us on September the 12th, which we all know is the day of the iPhone 5. We have a slightly different show planned for today, um, as I mentioned, I believe, on last week's episode. So I am joined by Stephen Hackett of 512pixels.net and the 512 podcast on the 70 decibels network. Hello, Stephen Hackett. Hello, Michael Hurley. Welcome to the new show. Welcome. I've been here twice. Well, you've hosted. Yes. You haven't been on the new show any other than that. Oh, yes, you have. Yes, you yep. have. You, you've co-hosted two episodes. Well, I, co-ho- I co-hosted one episode and hosted one other. Yes. But that's not important. That's not important. But you're more of my guest today. Feels that way. Thanks for the chocolates and the roses. It's a pleasure. It's the way that I like to treat you. So, uh, happy birthday to you. I feel like I must say that right off the bat. You run your site, 512pixels.net. It had a previous incarnation, which was known as Fork Bomber. And uh, you turned, or well, the site turned four years old today. So, uh, congratulations to you, sir. Yep. It's very exciting. Big day for it. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. I planned it, you know. I'm sure you did. I'm sure that you did. So, um,. As, as we mentioned previously, this is going to be a slightly different show um, to what you have become used to with Command Space. So first off, me and Stephen are going to run through um, the news. So we're going to go through, give some of our feelings, and we're going to give a, a, a breakdown of some of the big features um, of, of what's come out of today's event with Tim Cook, Mr. Schiller, Joswiak, Eddie Q, and Scott Forstall taking the stage today, a real a real cast of comedy characters um, taking the stage for Apple's event. Then what we're going to do is we're going to have a couple of people call in. I believe we have waiting in the wings later on um, Mr. David Kahlo of 52 Tiger and the Homework podcast on this fine network and Mr. Sean Blanc of SeanBlanc.net. They're going to jump in later on and we're going to talk to them. And then we have, I believe, three of our lovely listeners who are also going to be jumping in on today's episode. Um, And we're going to get some uh, opinions from the average consumer and the net tech nerd consumer. So uh, doing something a little bit different. We we did it before on your show, Stephen, on the 512 podcast. And considering that today was the day, we figured that we would uh, put it into this episode of Command Space today. Yeah, that um, sounds good. So, uh, should we dive into the news? How do you want to do this? Do you want to go chronological through what, how it was announced? Uh, I think that's the that makes the most sense to uh, to me. I think to the uh, to the listeners. Yep. Every time I've ever done this stuff, I've always done it that way, mainly because that's the way my notes are written. Yeah. Um, so we start off with Tim's uh, section as always. So uh, Tim yeah, will always s- jump up on stage. Mm-hmm. So he gave the uh, the state of the company state of the mac and there are a couple facts that that really popped out at me um first of all that uh that the biggest number to me that jumped out on this is the that apple claims they have 27 percent of the u.s laptop market share it's a big which is huge yeah for apple um they also said that mountain lion has been installed seven million times Mm mm-hmm now, it was just on July 30th that it topped 3 million. So it's obviously still going at a good clip. Yeah, I also picked up from that as well 1 million retail customers a day worldwide, which is another incredible, incredible number. Um, 
do you say 27% of the laptop market? Of the US laptop market, yes, sir. You said that was big for Apple, and that's big for any company. That's a third there or thereabouts. That's definitely a little more than 25%. Yeah. But math is different. Do y'all use base 10? It's hard to say. Um, well, I said a third, which is 30% ish. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I like to round up, not round down. Okay. Um, so 90% of all apps are downloaded. Uh, okay, sorry, I'm moving on to iOS news. I'm sorry. You, so you're I, jumping ahead. iOS now. news. I have one more, one more number from Tim's section. Okay. Up to June 2012, 400 million iOS devices. Jeez. Now, I have seen statistics over the last few days that state 500 million Android devices. That difference is not as far as I thought it would have been. I would have expected Android to be much further away from, from iOS. Uh, further that. ahead? Yeah. Just on, you know, sheer device, uh, uh, the, like the amount of devices and, 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 and that sort of stuff. And you're an Android fanboy now. Uh, well, okay, whatever. But I would have expected the Android numbers to be much higher than, than iOS numbers. Yeah, no, I think it's, uh, it says a lot for Apple that they can do that with only a handful of devices. Exactly. That's my point. Um, okay, so iOS news. Uh, there are now 700,000 apps for iOS. 250,000 of those are made exclusively for the iPad, so they're iPad only. And this is the number that jumped out at me. 90% of the apps on the App Store are downloaded at least once a month. So there's only 10% of apps out there. You think about all the cruddy apps that are out there. Only 10% aren't downloaded monthly. That's a pretty incredible statistic. Seems pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, Check out the next one. More than 100 apps are downloaded per customer on average. So the average consumer Whoa. on iOS is downloading more than 100 apps. Of course, a bunch of those are free, but regardless, that's ridiculous. Well, it shows that people are aware and, and it speaks to how easy it is to install an application on your iOS device, I think. Yeah, I mean, and considering like people like uh, my mother has never downloaded any, when you think of how it averages out to 100, it just yeah. shows like people like me and you who are downloading probably 100 a month, you know, like... And then that's not really, I don't think that's probably pushing too much of an exaggeration. Not at all. Um, and, uh, and as you said, 400 million iOS devices sold through June. Which Pretty is good. Awesome. I think it's incredible. So state of the iPad. Um, 17 million iPads were sold in the last quarter, which is more iPads than sold in any, by any PC maker of their entire lineup. So Apple sold more iPads last quarter than any PC maker sold any of their devices. Yeah. That is that is incredible. So, so not more than all PCs, but more PCs than HP shipped, more PCs than Dell shipped, more PCs than Lenovo shipped. See, that pretty, pretty impressive. That wouldn't be an impressive statistic if the iPad was significantly cheaper than PCs, which it's not. Not really. I mean, you look at, at you know, the, the low-end notebooks, low-end desktops. Yeah. I mean... Most people don't buy $2,000 computers. Most people go into Best Buy and buy a $500 computer. Exactly. So that's why I find that so such an incredible statistic that people mm-hmm. are choosing to put their $500 into an iPad than a yeah. Dell laptop. So out of the 400 million iOS devices sold through June, 84 million of them are iPads. So one out of four to one out of five iOS devices are an iPad. And the iPad tablet market share went from 62 to 68% in the last year, despite increasing competition. I would like to see how that 
is placed over the next 12 months, in all honesty. I don't think it will change that much, but I would be surprised if the... Well, we don't know yet what could potentially come, but um, there is the, the, the competition's getting better now, I think it's safe to say. It is, but I think Apple's going to meet them you know, yeah, in that that's, seven that's space. Well, I, think, I would like to talk about later on. I'm going to note this pricing. Okay. I'm noting that down now. Pricing. Pricing. So what, what's uh, what's next on your list? iPad news. Any, anything else for the iPad? Nope, that's all I have. The next part that I have is uh, Mr. Phil Shiver's section. Okay. Uh, be, before we, we jump to that, um, uh, we should say that there was not an iPad mini. I didn't notice it. Did you notice it? Um, unless it was so small that it, it, it went in without me noticing, then, then no, it wasn't there. I didn't see one either. So uh, maybe next month, kids. Let's keep waiting. Do you just quickly? Do you think that we will see one this year? It sure seems that way. Mm, I'm not so sure anymore. Oh, I do have one more iPad stat. Okay. iPads account for 91 percent of web traffic from tablets. So the other uh, what is it? What's 100 minus 68? Something. 32. 32. So the so the other 32 percent of tablets are only doing nine percent of the web traffic. Speaks to the iPad software, I think. Mm-hmm. And 94% of Fortune 500 are testing or deploying iPads. So a lot of big-name companies are, uh, are using them. Because the CEOs want them. Well, I think so. And, you know, I think the it's not just that, right? I mean, they wouldn't do it if it was a terrible product. No, no, no. It's, that's not a criticism. It's like in most of those sort of large companies, they start to get deployed because the executives want to use them. Uh, IT guys do not want to implement them typically because it's something else on a, like a typically PC infrastructure. You know about this stuff. Yeah, I'm an IT. I'm an IT director. But you, but because but you're I'm, hip. Di- I'm hip, because you're the director, you you choose to have Mac running. But you know, it's like every time you have to to run Lotus Notes, is like what it's like in a Fortune 500 company to put an iPad into the system. <laughs> Um, so Phil Schiller came out, iPhone 5. It rose from the stage on a podium, <laughs> rotating. With smoke and virgins. I'm not so sure about the smoke and virgins, but there was definitely a rotating podium. I'm very, I'm very much looking forward to seeing that in action. Uh, so it's, uh, it is the iPhone 5. That is the name. Yep. Maybe. Not sure whether there's any surprise about that after the invite. Yep. It rose from the stage... Like a phoenix from the ashes of the iPhone 4S. Mm-hmm. Is that accurate? I, you could say that. I don't know if it's accurate, but you can you can definitely say it. I'd said it. It's already been said. It's on the tape slash MP4 file. M4P, M4A. What do we record to? M4A? Dear God, what uh, is happening? M- M4A, yes. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> okay. so quick stats about the iPhone 5. Yep. The rumors are basically all true. Mm-hmm. Four inch, sixteen by nine screen, with the same width. Oh, do you have that sheet from yesterday? I do. Yeah. Okay, so you're keeping up with this. Yep, I figured we'd just go through them all. Okay, so the screen four inches. Uh, what what are the exact dimensions? Um, uh, Eleven thirty six by six forty. Is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for the actual? Yes, that's what I was dimensions? looking for. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so same pixels per inch as before. So there's no the only changes are uh, the screen is taller. If apps that don't scale automatically or that aren't updated yet, we'll just have black bars at the top and bottom. 
seems pretty a pretty reasonable short term solution to me. Yep. It is a 112 grams, which is 20% lighter than the 4S. Let me just address something with you very quickly. Okay. Uh, I don't recall this being spoken about yet. Um, how will developers code their applications? Will there be specific apps for the the iPhone 5? Or will it? do you think it will be universal for iPhone 4 and 5? Because, for example, let's look at Angry Birds. We use them as an example, as we do everywhere. Um, that's a game, right? So games won't, might not be able to dynamically stretch so much. So will there be different binaries, do you think? I don't know. They really didn't um, talk much about that. I would imagine that it is in the, the gold master of iOS 6 is out today, and I imagine that whatever is necessary for that is built into that release, yeah, I would think. You just think um, that it's like... Well, they're, it's they're, definitely a strange deal. But they're releasing it in two weeks' time. Maybe it's easy. I mean, I mean, it's not... They released the iPad, and they only had so many apps written for that, so... Yeah. Yeah, I know. We'll see. Well, we'll see, won't we? That, that's, I'm sure those are the sort of details that will come out over the next couple of days. Yeah. So it's 7.6 millimeters thin, 18% thinner than the, than the iPhone 4S, and 112 grams, it's 20% lighter. I cannot believe they made it thinner and lighter. Like, I, I don't understand how that was possible. It will be better than, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be weird like the iPod. The iPod Touch is so thin it, like, hurts to I use am still your con- hand. I am it's concerned. like a knife. I am very concerned about it being 18% thinner. I feel like I need to hold it to, to really understand if, if that is a comfortable size for me because you, I find the... I know it's not iPod Touch um, in thickness yet, but I, I don't like holding that device. I don't find it very comfortable. It's too thin. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so thinner, lighter... Um, it has uh, the A6 processor, which is twice the CPU speed and twice the GPU speed than the A5 that is currently in the iPhone. Yep. And it's a 22% smaller die. So Woo-hoo. if that's your thing, get excited about it. The, it, has, uh, it has better battery life. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, yes, this is what has been claimed. So according to Apple, it's eight hours of 3G talk time browsing and LTE browsing. All three of those get eight hours. 10 hours of video or Wi-Fi browsing, 40 hours of music, or 225 hours of standby. Which is very interesting. So you uh, mentioned LTE, so we have LTE now. The quote from Phil, well, Phil was, how did we do this? It took a lot of incredible engineering. <laughs> single chip, single radio, and it's a dynamic radio. So they have one chip that has both LTE and 3G. There will be different CDMA and GSM versions, though. Um, and the iPhone 5 also includes an 802.11n Wi-Fi 5 gigahertz chip as well. Which is exciting. One chip. One chip to rule them all. One chip to rule them all. The, um, the battery is bigger too. Uh, if they, they talk about that a little bit, and you can see from the inside of the photo that they're using the increased height of the screen to put a bigger battery in it. Yep. Makes sense. No, uh, no real surprises. A better camera, front. apparently. Um, there is now a panorama mode built in. It's got something called a sapphire lens. I don't really understand the camera stuff. Apple say it's better. I'll just have to take their word on it. Yeah, um, so so it's an 8 megapix- megapixel s- sensor. So it shoots photos at th- uh, 3,264 by 2,448 pixels. Big photos. 
Um, the sapphire is is about the cover of the lens, so it should be less resistant to scratches than the glass they use now, which is good. Uh, sometimes on older phones, you'll see the uh, the camera lens being scratched. Well, this is a bigger deal, I think, for the iPod Touch, where the iPod Touch camera's got a little bit of a bulge around it, so it's a little more exposed. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, a good a good deal. Um, you can take photos while shooting video now, mm-hmm. which is cool. And the FaceTime camera on the front is now 700, 720p, 720p. Seven, 720 yeah. of your P's. I'm just reading notes and not really thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> 720p. Yeah, which yeah. is great. 720p. 720p. And it's what, what it takes 1.2 megapixel photos, which is great. And it has a backside illumination sensor. I don't know what that means, but I'm pleased. It does things. does illuminations awesome. from the backside. That's what she said. Yes, probably was. Um, they've got. There's now three microphones in the iPhone five. One on the front, one on the back, and one on the bottom. Um, and this is more for noise cancellation. And I believe you mentioned it. They have a connector called Lightning now, so we have Thunderbolt and Lightning. <laughs> and iCloud. Yes. Oh, I like it. I like that. Yeah. Eight. All digital. It now has eight signals. Um, you can plug it in either way, and there are extremely expensive adapters available. Right, so it's $30 just for the adapter that looks like a plug, or $40 for an adapter that's on a cable. Hooray! So there's that. So there is that. So um, then Scott Forstall came out. There was a bunch of demos. He basically repeated WWDC. Yeah, not anything new in iOS 6 that we saw today, I don't think. Very surprised about that. Um Here's a question. So Michael Schechter, who is another host on the network, he asked me this. He said if we would talk about this. So I'm just bring it up right now very quickly. I want to get your opinion on it. Do you think that potentially Apple put maybe too much of their resourcing time into pushing out Google and creating something like Maps than actually doing any more innovations in iOS 6? Do you, do you lend any credence to that thought? I think it's definitely possible. I, I mean, the Maps agree. was obviously a huge project. Yep, I, I think that is it. They, they were... They, I reckon that they thought we'll do it now when we can, um, when when we can show off new hardware, because if if for example to the 5s they just upgraded the maps, well there'll be uproar because it would just be the same phone with barely anything. Because on like the the S, it now seems that there's a lot. There is also a lot more with the software. If we look at what's with Siri and things like that. So, you know, yeah. The really, the, as far as I could tell, the only software difference between the 4s and the 5 is the panorama but that's on the 4s as well I'm, I'm not positive that's true it is true it's in the tech specs is it yeah okay. is it, it's on apple's technical specifications if you go to compare iphones it'll be in the show notes um they they are including the panorama it's in the golden master i just put ios 6 on my phone let's see if it works interesting options panorama there it is on my 4s there you go So I'm doing a panorama of the conference room I'm in. Great. You can post that later on. I'll tell you what. Can you get that to me and I'll put it in the show notes? Yes. See how it turned out. Oh, I apparently don't know how it works. Let's see. Let's try that again. I think you don't. You just move it. Anyway, I'm going to carry on while you're panoramaing. So then we went back to Phil and he gave us some more information. We have – it's in black and white. So the black has – the black version of the iPhone 5 has black aluminium on the back um 
and which is and the white has raw aluminium. So Apple are calling it black and slate and white and silver are the color options. They are the same um, standard pricing as the previous iPhone. Um, it is worth noting here, if you listened to 512 Podcast yesterday, that Stephen mm-hmm. led us all down the incorrect path and that there has been 64 gigabyte iPhones since the 4S. And this time is the first time in the US where you have been able to buy unlocked from day one. Is that correct? That is correct. This is the first time that has been a possibility. The iPhone 4 is now the free iPhone. The free GS is no more. Um, and the 4S is now $99 on contract. We'll be able to pre-order from Friday, and it will be shipping on the 21st of September. It will be available in all of the usual countries on that day, so the major markets, and then out to, I think, 28 countries or something uh, shortly after. No, sorry, it's more countries on the 28th, sorry. Um, And as usual, Apple said it's going to be their largest and fastest rollout ever. iOS 6 will be available on September the 19th. Uh, So a couple days before the phone, as has been their uh, standard practice for uh, a couple years now. Because when they first tried doing it and releasing everything at the same time, everything broke. Everything broke. Because you're activating up and down the con- up and down the country, up and down the globe. Indeed. Do you want to move on to talk about iTunes and iPods? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. You want to set the stage? Let's start with iTunes and go a little out of order here. Okay. I have iTunes as my first thing anyway. So Eddie Q came out, um, and he spoke about iTunes. So iTunes is still the number one music store in the world. In its nine-year history, they sold 20 billion songs. Apple has 435 million iTunes accounts with one-click purchase enabled, and they have 200 million customers using iTunes in the cloud, which is a lot. Um, The big thing about this really is there's going to be a much simpler iTunes um, coming out in October. There is a 10.7 release at the moment for um, the new iPhone or the new device um, capabilities. That is not the new iTunes. It's much better looking. They've really stripped things down. Um, I'm very interested to see where podcasts sit in this. Um, I'm looking forward to watching the videos. It's not as of this recording, the video is not out, so I've not been able to get too much of a look at the iTunes thing here because the live blogs weren't really updating very much, at least the ones that I were, because there wasn't really much to show other than images. Do you have any any faults or notes on the new iTunes, Stephen? I mean, they seem to really blast through it in the um, in the presentation, so it's I guess really, we'll just have to kind of see where that goes. It's not really that exciting. Uh, the, the, though, the new look looks nice. Hopefully, it's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Linen everywhere. Linen every is it? Yeah, know. there was there was lots of linen. So like sort of blacked you, out in the middle. When you uh, you when you select an album, it kind of um, the the interface drops down like when you open a folder on iOS. So it shows the track list and stuff, and there's linen, and then it sort of does this weird thing where it looks like it embosses the album artwork into linen. They had an image of Adele. It's interesting. Greg Joswiak then came out on stage, which is it's always rare to see Jos on stage. Um, and he came on to talk about the iPods. Um, Apple have sold over 350 million iPods. I think that that number is incredible, um, especially when you consider... I would love to see the, the sort of the breakdown on those so you could compare it to like the breakdown of the iOS devices because obviously there is an overlap there with the iPod touches. 
So I find it quite interesting. The first product was a new Nano, 2.5-inch multi-touch display. Um, it now had the Nano now has a home button. It is no longer the tiny watch Nano. Um, it now comes in colours. It's metal. Um, has Bluetooth and a lightning connector. And dear lord, is it ugly? Yes, it is. The interface is ugly. The player is ugly. The back of it's ugly. The the I'm interface not a fan. is I'm not like, a fan. Apple hasn't had a good Nano in a long time. Circular icons on the home screen of this thing. Very not good. Very not peculiar. Good. Very peculiar. But I had a um, brainwave moment before we started recording about this device. And if you look at it, so if you bring up the images, Stephen Hackett, of the new iPod Nano, you will see mm-hmm. coloured, it will say alu- aluminium just for the sake of it, and a white, mainly, except on the black version, plastic front and highlighting. I think it's glass, but okay. Let's just say, for uh, you will see why I've said that in a moment. That is extremely reminiscent of the iPod Mini. It is. There you go. Especially the, from the back. Yep, that, that was my brainwave. I would ne- never buy one of these, I don't think. No, neither would I. I think they're disgusting. <laughs> I think they're really bad looking. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. it's rare these days for Apple to have a product like this, I think. Um, I assume that some people love it. Um, and I would buy one of these over one of the smaller Nanos. But I The little watch face Nanos? Yeah. yeah they're yeah. gone. They're, they're dead. Apple is having real trouble with the Nano in recent years. They cannot, um, they cannot let it stick. That they they've not nailed the the design. Yeah, I think it was uh, Sean Blanc who said on Twitter that uh, the Nano is Apple's hardware playground. Like they just keep doing crazy things with it. I think it's like an unintentional thing, though. You know, I just feel that they are, they just can't get it right. For, for yeah. whatever reason, just feel like they're, they're having trouble with it. They cannot get the Nano to something that they are happy with. If you think of all of the iterations over the last few years, um, it really is a... Uh, it's a horror a, thing. Yeah, it's very, <laughs> it's very interesting. It's just very, very interesting to see them flip-flopping on this quite a lot. Um, then we have a new iPod Touch. This is the, the, the crowning jewel of this part of the presentation. <clears throat> 6.1 millimeters thin, 88 grams, uh, large 4-inch screen, same as the iPhone 5. The A5 processor, which is what was in the iPhone 4 and the iPad 2. 5-megapixel camera. It has Siri. There is a new loop strap, so you can attach a little strap to the uh, iPhone... Oh, sorry, to the iPod Touch. Um, this is so, you know, you don't drop it or something crazy like that. Um, and we have what? What else is there? It comes in five colors now. Same sort of colors as the um, iPod Nano and the new iPod Touch, because uh, they're still selling the old one. Starts at thirty-two gigabytes at two hundred and ninety-nine dollars. Shipping in October. Yeah, and the loop is is interesting. I didn't see that coming. Um, Apple's always kind of done weird hardware accessories for their iPods, and this seems like another example of that. Um, and it, there's a little button on the back that the, the loop attaches to. It's, it's very mechanical. Indeed. Um, so yeah, so the loop is just is just bizarre. Um, but I think it'll it'll be a 
it'll be a hit. Um, I like these colors. I think it's I think it's fun. Uh, it's obviously they're they're aiming these towards youth more than ever. Um, and uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure they'll sell a bunch of them. Earpods. Earpods. So Eddie Q said is a challenging. Um, this is something that is also Johnny Ive says in the video. If you are skeptical about why they've done this, there is a video on Apple's website. It's not really linkable. Um, you'll find it in the iPod Touch features page. Um, definitely worth watching. It's Johnny Ive doing his best Johnny Ive, contorting himself all over the place and talking in his excellent British accent and pronouncing the names of certain metals correctly. Um and you can really see that they have spent a ridiculous amount of time and effort into creating these. The attention to detail is very, very Apple. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, the video really is is worth the watch. Um, can I go back real quick to something on the Nano I, I just noticed? Yeah, sure. On the Nano, on the colors, they are all white on the front, except for the black one, which has black glass on the front. But the yellow kind of the pinkish and then the blue mm. are all white glass. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? So you're kind of locked into the black. Uh, same with the with the nanos. The nanos are all white front except for the the, the one that's uh, got the the darker back. Mm-hmm. So just a, a quick, uh, I mean, it just popped out at me. Yeah, uh, and the yeah, iPod Classic still lives. Yep, and the iPod Shuffle as well. It just got new colors, still 2 gigabytes, still $49, just uh, new colors. So we're about, we've got about five or so minutes before we're going to call in our first guest. Okay. Um, so I, me and you can talk um, a little bit later in the show about what we're going to do with the iPhone. Um, I figured that it might be good to run through our rumor scorecard from the 512 podcast yesterday. Okay, let's do that. So me and Stephen yesterday, we ran through a bunch of rumors, um, the, the, the real heavy-hitting rumors on the hardware, and we both gave our predictions as to whether we thought it would happen or not. So I'm going to run through these as the order that we read them yesterday. So 4-inch screen, we both said yes, that was correct. Um, extra rows on the home screen, we both said yes, that was correct. Um, combining the touch layer with the glass you said yes i said no you were correct did they do that um i have it somewhere in my notes that they did something along that uh let me see what we've got here the touch sensor is now built into the display that comes from my notes well potentially there was uh, i'm not sure yet we'll get back to that so better battery life we both said no we were both wrong Uh, as is apple what they're saying anyway smaller dock connector both said yes will there be an adapter on day one you said yes i said no nfc we both said no that is correct same prices you said no i said yes so you beat me by one point Woo-hoo! so congratulations to you because there was thank an you. adapter thank you thank you everybody hold your applause there was no one applauding was there no, nobody would have been applauding if there were could we add that in a garage band no because you won. Mm. If I won, there would have it's been... Your show. It's your show. Exactly. It's my show. If, if I would have won, there would have been... We would have had to stop the show. There would have been so much cheering. <laughs> uh, so we got Sean coming on in five minutes. Do we want to do our first sponsor break and then uh, get Sean on? Yeah, I think we should definitely do that. Okay. So this episode is brought to you by the fine folks 
at Squarespace. So I want to tell you a little bit about Squarespace today. Um, Squarespace gives you everything you need to make an amazing website. They provide you a fully hosted, completely managed environment that allows you to create and maintain a beautiful blog, portfolio, or your home online. If you have needs for a website, Squarespace, Squarespace sorry, will provide you with the tools to create it. They have absolutely beautiful, stunning templates that come with the new Squarespace version 6. They're very clean. They let your content do all of the talking. They come with responsive web design, which I love very much. Um, I really like the ways that you're able to customize the templates on Squarespace. So they give you something that looks absolutely stunning. And you can change the things that you want. So if you want to change the background colors, if you want to add images for headers, if you want to add different colors or different fonts and things like that, you can do that. If you want to change the width of sidebars, you can do all of that with their WYSIWYG design editor. Basically, you just click and drag and select. You don't need to just choose from a list and vaguely hope that you're getting selecting the right color for the right area. You just click what parts you want to change, and then Squarespace's tools on the left-hand side of your web browser. Yes, this is all in the web browser, um, even though it feels like you're using a native OS. The tools on the left-hand side all change to highlight the area that, that you need to change. So if you select in the body, it will change. It will give you um, how you can change your body font, the body font colors, and things like that, which is really awesome. So you don't see superfluous controls when you don't need to. Everything in Squarespace's platform is drag and drop, which makes it really easy and fun to use. It works like an, a native OS, as I say. It doesn't really feel like you're using a web browser at all. Um, you use what Squarespace called Layout Engine, which is their page builder. Um, it allows you to create custom layouts for each of your pages in seconds. You just drag in blocks of content, such as photos, videos, text, social media content, so you can integrate Twitter, Foursquare, um, Google Maps, and things like that, and much, much more. So you just create pages, and you just drag the types of content that you want to be in each page, and you can edit them really simply. It's a, a real intuitive and different way to create websites that, that I like very much. Their structure is perfect. The clean, they have very clean code. It's all optimized for SEO. You don't need to worry about any of that. And they do image versioning as well, which really helps with their responsive web design stuff. If you love stats, you'll love the real-time analytics that are built into Squarespace and their iOS and Android apps have this all built in as well. Not only can you post, you can also view all of your statistics in the very, very well-designed apps. There's no credit card required to try this out. Go to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels and start a two-week free trial. Squarespace is $10 a month for the standard plan and $20 a month for the unlimited plan. But if you sign up for a year, you automatically get 20% off. And if you sign up for two years, you'll get 25% off. If you sign up for either of their annual plans, you will get a free custom domain name too. And when you decide to check out and sign up for one of their plans, you want to use the offer code 70 decibels 9 That's 70-D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-9 at checkout and you'll get an additional 10% off. Go check them out at squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. Sweet. Sweet indeed. So, do we want to try and get in contact with one of our guests now? Yes, Sean is ready. So I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm going to dial him in. You're going to call Sean in? Does he know he's going to go straight on air? Yes. Um, let me see. Oh my god. Here we go. So we should, anybody, we should have practiced. No, it's better this way. Um, Stephen doesn't know how to use Skype. We learned this the first time <laughs> we did this, um, and it is very amusing um, hearing him attempt to deal with Struggle. Skype. 
Have you managed in any way to find Sean in your contact list yet? Yes. Are you calling him? I'm going to. Add to conference, right? You can add to conference. All right, I'm dialing men. Excellent. There he comes. I can hear the ringing. Hi, Sean. Hello. Welcome, How are you? Welcome back to Command Space, Mr. Sean Blanc. Thank you. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Good. Glad to be here. How Thank, are you guys? Very good. Thank you so much for joining us. So, so what show is this? This is Command Space? This is Command Space, yes. Uh, don't let and, the Southerner put you off. Because in, in Skype it says this, this is the 512 podcast. It does say that. That's incorrect it, it information. Does, it does say that. I'm using the uh, public Skype account today since we have strangers talking to me. You call him? I'm not. I'm a stranger. No, no, not you. <laughs> there but are some other people. people. Other uh, people. Nice. I won't. I won't also tell them nice you people. said so. Sean, you have my home address. I don't think we're strangers. It's true. You've probably shared some sort of cocktail together too. But we won't That's go true. into that now. So, Sean, we want to talk to you and get your feelings on the iPhone from th- from today's announcements. We've got Dave Kaler on in a bit, and we're going to talk to him about his opinions on the iPods. But I want to sort of get from you, um, what is your overall takeaway today? We- are you happy with the iPhone 5 as it has been presented? Sure. I mean, I it- it's funny. Like, you could uh, – all these sites are posting the uh- – well, like like Matthew Panzerino, right? He he has the the article go up within like sixty seconds of Phil Schiller putting up the slide on the the keynote, and it's because the rumors, like everything we saw online today, was pretty much dead on. So you know, you do a little bit of research, do a little bit of due diligence, assuming that the rumors were going to be true, and boom, you can throw up a you know fifteen hundred word article thirty seconds after the thing was announced because it was all correct. So I was kind of I was kind of amazed at how accurate all the rumors were. Were you a bit bummed out about it? There were no surprises. Um, I I guess, but not really. I mean, all I really was interested in was the iPhone five, and it uh, you know, so it 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 is what it is, right? Like whether the rumors were true or not, really only kind of like I guess it makes the event a little less exciting. The announcement's not quite as uh. You know, not not quite as mysterious, but you're still going to get the same iPhone five, right? Yeah, well, like it's not a lesser not. quality device because parts got leaked and people wrote about it, and this got put together with that, and everyone knew what it was going to look like and had speculated accurately. It's no less of a great device. Yeah, that's a good point. The it only kind of ruins it doesn't really ruin, but kind of diminishes the surprise factor. But it's still. Doesn't mean it's not a joy to use or, or whatever, or terrible to use in the case of the iPod Nano. Right. <laughs> um, is that judgmental? That might have been judgmental. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah, Sean, uh, what, what it, it, is there a single feature that kind of uh, makes this for you, or is it more of the the whole package? Uh, the I'm excited a lot about LTE. LTE is awesome, and I'm also excited about the camera. And now that I've got a, a little six-month-old crawling around, uh, the, you know, I use the camera on my iPhone probably ten times more than I ever did before. So I'm I'm really excited about a nice, nice-looking camera and LTEs. You know, just great. Yeah. So uh, in, 
in Kansas City, is, the, is it AT&T and Verizon have LTE, or is it, or do you know which carrier you're going to go with this time? Or yeah, we have both. Um, I haven't. I don't know how good or reliable AT&T's LTE service is. I've I've been with AT&T since the original iPhone came out, so I'll probably stick with AT&T. Um, possibly, we'll see. Right now, I'm not eligible for an upgrade at all. They've always given me an upgrade every year. I get the the full subsidized upgrade every year but right now i did the you you punch in like star something like 639 pound i think and then you'll get a, a text back at&t will tell you if you're up, eligible or not and i'm i'm not eligible unless i want to pay a lot of money of course but that's that's not the same yeah that that's a bummer so i'm thinking i might switch to verizon because verizon lte obviously they've got something like 10 times the the number of LTE cities and, and things like that. Um, but I don't often roam outside of Kansas City in terms of going other places. And most places that I do go to, uh, like San Francisco or somewhere over there, uh, AT&T has an LTE presence over there, except for Denver, my hometown. So when I go home for Christmas and things like that, um, I'll be back on their, uh, their, uh, their quote-unquote, the, the 4G. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you say that jokingly, but some of us can't pronounce our R's very well, and that's how it just comes out. Foe-G. <laughs> O-G. You're not that far north of me, buddy. No, not that far north. <laughs> but I'm from Colorado originally. So oh, yeah, fine. That's fine. Um, do you uh, – l- let me ask you this. Uh, they, they went over the iOS 6 stuff again, and um, not any surprises there, I don't think. There wasn't anything necessarily new. Um, what are you looking forward to in iOS six? What are your What are your thoughts on on the software side of things? Uh, I'm I'm jazzed about the. Uh, I mean, this is kind of silly, but I'm jazzed about the um, do not disturb mode. You know, like you can set it to automatically at at ten thirty at night. Turn on do not disturb mode, and then if someone calls you or text messages you, it doesn't go through. And then it, it stays that way until whenever you want in the morning, or you can do it manually. I just think that's ingenious. And same with the uh, when you got an incoming call, right? And you can and slide up on the little phone icon there, and then you can say, hey, I'm in a meeting, text me later. Or you can set a reminder that when you leave your current location, it'll remind you to call that person back. That, to me, is, I don't know, I think that's just the, the coolest stuff ever. To me, that's, that's way cooler than, like, Passbook. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, th- I think Apple is very much trying to uh, relieve points of friction in the OS, and so little things like that, you know, um, it's proof that all the guys at Apple use their iPhones. I mean, like yeah. we knew that, but this is like living proof of, um, you know, guys that are in meetings a lot. They get incoming phone calls going. You're like, how many times? I used to have uh, this this app. I used it all the time. It was called Canned, and it came from the guys uh, like Sean Spurdy and, and Chuck Skoda and those guys at Sky Balloon. And you could you had these canned uh, messages, and I had that you could send a text message real quick to somebody. And I had one that was canned. You know, I'm in a meeting. Dot dot dot. What's up? Like literally the exact contents of of what the Apple guys use. It's just it's just kind of proof that they they really do use their own products in real life, not just to test them and to, to see how they work. Like they really do use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the do not disturb is really cool, and you can even set uh, exceptions. So, like, you know, uh, I would I have um, my wife as an exception. So, if she's out late, you know, with somebody, and she needs to call me, and my phone would normally be, 
and do not disturb mode, you know, she can still get through. It's just, it's those little touches that really make this a, a nice, you know, a nice release. There's a lot of little things, but they all kind of add up to something nice, I think. Yeah. And it's cool. It's, it's like that with, you know, the better camera, they're always improving battery life. The, the things like this, it sort of makes the iPhone, not just something that's cool or that's neat, but something that really does it's it's useful like it really is useful in real life on a regular basis and i think that's a huge part of what sets it apart it's it's really cool but it's also actually useful yeah absolutely um so one last question uh, before you go i think i'm gonna, i know your answer to this i think but just for the record white or black iphone <laughs> I'm, I'm torn more than ever other ever any other phone before really but, uh, most likely black like nine, I'm like ninety five percent black. Usually, I was ninety nine point nine percent black. So, so you've just uh, just just waffled just a little bit. Well, I have this feeling. I I mean, it's it's tough because you can't see it in in real life. So, I guess I don't know. But the like the pictures on Apple's website of the white one and the black one, the white just looks hideous, and the black looks pretty sharp. Yeah. It, but I have this feeling that in real life, the white one actually looks. Probably looks really, really cool with the uh, with the aluminum back, and it, it's probably more akin to the original iPhone. Yeah, I, I've bounced back and forth white and black uh, from the 3GS to the 4, now to the 4S, and I think I'm gonna go black. I think it, it really, as you said, it looks sharp. I think that's a good word for it. Yeah, I mean it's it's all black. It's yeah, it's yeah. The, the the whole thing. The aluminum is uh, anodized, I guess, uh, to be black. So around the band and stuff. So it it kind of looks like a like a 007 iPhone. Yeah, I was thinking like a bat iPhone. Yeah, oh, bat yeah, phone. the bat phone for sure. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Right, Sean, thanks so much for joining us. Um, really appreciate you jumping in. Um, you can read Sean Blanc's writings at seanblanc.net, and you are on Twitter at seanblanc and on AppNet as well at the same, I believe. That's right. Everywhere you go. We will look forward to reading your opinions on the I'm, iPhone 5. I'm writing them right. I'm writing them right now. I had to take a pause. Awesome. Thank you, man. So, Appreciate cool. it. Yep. Always a pleasure. Speak to you buddy. soon. Right. So we're going to bring in Dave Kaler now. He's okay. He's waiting in the wings. I'm going to call Dave in. Actually, I cannot okay. because um, you initiated the call. So is is Dave on your contact list? No, because I'm not signed into my normal one then I am going to have to hang up the call and call you both back. So, good. There we go. This is the, the real fun, everyone, with doing these sorts of things. So I'm calling in Dave Kahlo now, and then I'm going to be calling in Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hello, David Kahlo. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Very well. I'm just calling Stephen back in because uh, we've okay. got to make some changes there, which we'll be needing to do again in a moment, which will be very much... I'm sure that our listeners love to hear the... Uh, Peculiar Skype arrangements that we have for these sorts of calls. It adds authenticity. Exactly. It shows this is real, folks. This is real and live to tape. So, Dave, we just had Sean on and we were talking to Sean about the iPhone. And I might ask you a question or two about that in a minute. But um, I wanted to talk with you about the iPods, if you are well versed in such topics. I'm happy to. So, Apple announced an iPod Nano and a new iPod Touch today. Mm Mm-hmm. New designs, especially in the in the Nano, do either of the designs excite or um, offend you? <laughs> None of them offend me, which is probably good news for Apple. Mm-hmm. 
I do like the look of the Dune Nano a oh, whole lot. David oh, Taylor, what are you hang doing? Hang on him, hang on. I'm just going to end the call now. What are you doing, Dave? What's wrong with it? It's ugly. It's horrible. You can all right. You can ignore the colors because the colors are pretty. The colors are the only redeeming thing about it. No, you're completely wrong. The colors are horrific. Look, <laughs> I think you guys are forever. overlooking who the Nano was meant for. It's meant for teenagers and young kids. And this will absolutely appeal to that demographic. A 40-year-old's not going to buy an iPod Nano. Dave, I'd just like but, to point out that I'm closer to teenage age than you, so maybe, maybe my tastes are better. <laughs> yeah, Dave, Dave, what kind of words do you think teenagers say? Like, how does a teenager describe something as being cool? I don't know. I don't know any teenagers. Hip, hip, dibbity, dog. Well, that's the English teenager. <laughs> or the teenager having a stroke. Right. Um, so, so, so nanos, um, uh, the touch, I think, is the big news here, right? Yeah. I mean, it's so, so share your thoughts on, on the, uh, the new touch. The touch is pretty exciting. The, the one thing I should get out of the way that has annoyed me is the fact that Apple has put the headphone jack on the bottom. Uh, that just because the, the cable is now either in front of the screen or in the back where your hand is supposed to be. I, I don't like the headphone jack on the bottom. And unfortunately, I don't know if you talked about this with, with uh, Sean, it's on the bottom of the iPhone now, too, we which is very upsetting. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah, we don't agree on anything. No. It, <laughs> I love, why, why do you like it on the bottom? It just, uh, I don't know, it just makes sense to me. You don't think in it a, feels a, more in the way? Level. Usually, uh, if I'm listening to my phone, it's in my pocket, and I put my mm-hmm. phone in my pocket uh, top down, so... Maybe yeah, it's just a too. usage case. That could be, but uh, maybe it's because I only listen to audio on my iPod, or I'm sorry, on my iPhone while I'm in the car. So it doesn't really matter how it's oriented. But if I was out, say, mowing the lawn and walking the dog, which I do sometimes while listening to music or podcasts, it would be annoying if a text came in or I wanted to take a photo of something and that darn cable was going up in front of the screen or over the back of my hand. Now, the original iPod Touch had the headphone jack on the bottom, and I mm-hmm. remember preferring my iPhone at the time um, and not liking it on the iPod Touch. I remember that I preferred it on the top than the bottom. Mm. Um, so I, I do with you, Dave, on that one. It could be just a little quirk of my own, so who knows? I think colors I, are a good choice for the iPod Touch. I think, um, I think that may, is a good thing because the iPod Touch... It's really a kid's device at its heart, I think, um, these yeah. days. The colors keep it fun. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it keeps it for the kids. And I love the um, the uh, loop, the little uh, wrist strap that they've got going on. I think that's a, a great idea. Yeah, that's very clever. I like it too. And it really helps, again, reinforce the idea that it's a camera for a lot of people because don't most cameras have those little wrist straps? Mm-hmm. Which is the first thing I thought of when I saw that. It looks even more like a point-and-shoot camera than ever. Or a gaming device as well. Mm-hmm. It's the idea, you know, you can give it to the kids so they can play a game on it and not be terrified that they're going to destroy it. Also, right. removing the uh, mirrored finish on the back is a good good thing there as well. Yep, I agree too. It'll be more durable and less slippery if you have a sweaty hand. Now, this iPod Touch starts at 32 gigabytes, as we mentioned. The old one is still sticking around, um, and it starts at 299. Hmm, that's pretty high. Uh, my wife and I have been considering getting an iPod Touch for my daughter for Christmas. She'll be just about 10, and we think that's 
a, you know, a reasonable age to give such a pricey gift to a child, but that was before it hit $300. So I'll, I'm v- rethinking that decision now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of high. It is kind of high. I, I'm in agreement with you on that. It's, it's very expensive, I think, for the device. Um, you know, there are other, there are seven inch tablets now, admittedly not yet made by mm-hmm. Apple, but that are um, cheaper than that. I think it's a very expensive device. Yeah, I do too. You could pick up an it, iPad 2 for $50 more. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you could. I didn't think of that, but you could. Did you guys talk about the EarPods today? We have not spoken about well, only only in, in sort of the news wrap up. So tell me what mm-hmm. tell me what you think about them. I'm hoping they do what Apple is saying they do and better fit in a wide variety of ears because the existing earbuds have never fit in my ear. They just fall out. And I'd be really happy to have, you know, these quality headphones from Apple, you know, not high quality, but with the remote control and the speaker and everything right on them that will stay in my ear. So if that's the case, I'll be really happy with them. They, I mean, I was not too sure about them first, but I mentioned earlier on the show, Dave, I don't know if you've seen the little video um, that Apple have, have created uh, with Johnny Ive talking about them, but when you see the sort of level of detail that's gone into creating them, the same as in with the iPhone 5 videos, really, where they show the like some of the the intricacies that they go through it really this is the stuff that i love personally about apple is when they break it down and you can really see how they have labored over a product like this which would most companies feel just to be kind of unnecessary yeah i think most companies or not if not most and a lot would think of the i the earbuds or the whatever headphone is included as just sort of a secondary throwaway part we include it because eh, the customer expects to be able to use it right out of the box so we'll toss in whatever set of uh you know, headphones we can do so inexpensively. And I agree, I'm completely impressed when I see something like Apple has spent so much time and effort and energy and money designing something that other companies would potentially not consider a throwaway item, but spend a lot less attention on. Yeah, I mean, um, the video, the iPhone 5 video, they were showing um, this one thing which just blew me away. So they take photos, high-resolution photographs, the machinery mm-hmm. the machinery does, of the back plates, the aluminium black back plates, and then the glass plates on the top. It takes mm-hmm. photographs of both of them, and then it will match the, the glass top part to... Like, so there are 720 options of size for each aluminium back plate to cater for any inconsistencies in the machinery yeah that's amazing when i thought that it could notice that this one is just a couple nanometers to the left so this particular finishing piece would be appropriate for that individual uh, iphone or ipod touch is amazing rather than really amazing like a thickness of a hair apart between the two absolutely incredible Really yeah, amazing. It's, it's it's it really speaks to I think guys like Tim Cook and and Johnny Ive who are production material type guys, right? Like it, it's really them flexing their muscles at what they can do. Yeah, and what they can afford to do as well. Yeah, yep. that's true. So, um, Dave, I think that the time has flown by, and uh, we we need to move on because we have other people waiting in the wings now. 
Well, I'll let them jump in. But before I go, let me say thanks for including me. And there was one thing I noticed today that I just wanted to throw out real quick. Apple no longer sells an iPhone without a retina display. Oh. Now yeah, the 3G the... and the 3GS are gone. And Wild times. The iPods, are re- the iPod touches are retina too. That makes it even. See, it makes it even more um, harder for me to believe that an iPad Mini will have a non-retina display. It just makes that harder for me to to comprehend when there is in their sort of uh, good devices. There mm-hmm. is only the iPad Two now on sale. I think that has yeah. non-retina display. It's only the iPad Two. You have to believe that Apple's slowly moving everything over in its own time. Because both, even the older iPod Touch has a retina display. Yeah. So it just seems very peculiar to me. Very peculiar indeed. Dave, you can be reached at 52tiger.net and you are David Kalo on Twitter. That is correct. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thanks, guys. Speak to you soon. Okay. See ya. Bye. So before we uh, bring in one of our first guests, um, I'd like to talk about our second sponsor for this week, Mr. Hackett, if that is okay with you. Sounds great. So our second sponsor this week is Shutterstock, and they're a new sponsor to the network for this week, so we're very, very pleased to have them. Now, Shutterstock, they provide you with stock imagery, vector art, um, videos, and illustrations. Basically, if you need some sort of image for a blog post or a print ad, maybe you're developing an app and you want some stock imagery there, um, just somewhere on your website maybe you might want, you know, for, for any any purpose at all. Shutterstock can give you what you need. They have over 20 million items in their library, which is an incredible amount, and they add over 10,000 new items every day from all over the world. You can search for their images and and through their libraries very simply. You just put in keywords for the things that you're looking for, and then they will find images that suit you. Um, And then once you've done your search and you've taken a look at the images that you're interested in from the options, you can add them to your Lightbox, which is a feature that they do, which is very awesome. So you're able to curate through the results that you get and you're able to, uh, so let's say, for example, you want to search for podcast, let's say, and they give you a bunch of images because I actually did do that search and found some pretty cool looking um, artwork elements that I might purchase for later use. Um, I can add them into my Lightbox to curate out the results that I want. And then before I make the decisions of the ones that I want to purchase i can view them all in the light box there which is a very nice feature and they even have an ipad app which allows you to view your light box images so maybe you can take them on the road with you you can show them to other people or just look at them on that gorgeous retina display which is very important if you want good quality artwork talking about things like the retina display so let's look at image sizes now a lot of these sort of services competitors will nickel and dime you and make you pay Uh, different prices for different sizes that is not the case with shutterstock once you've purchased an image it is yours to download in any size you do not need to pay any upgrades or anything like that you can choose between fairly priced image packs or you can choose one of their monthly subscriptions so you can have all you can eat so they have things to suit your needs but if you just need one image you can buy a la carte whatever you want whatever you need images for whatever the purposes are Shutterstock can help. They, if you have any help, uh, sorry, if you have any questions and or you need any help, they have dedicated reps who will be able to assist you twenty four hours on weekdays, which is awesome. Um, they can also help you if you need to talk to them about enhanced licenses, if you need that sort of thing. If you're using maybe you want to use the images for print and stuff like that, sometimes different licensing is needed. They will be able to talk you through all of that. 
I have a great deal for you. You can go to Shutterstock.com. You can sign up for free with them. No hassle, no credit card. So you can kind of get an idea for all of their pricing and everything like that. And if you use the offer code DECIBEL9, that's D-E-C-I-B-E-L-9, you'll get 30% off any image package, which I think is a fantastic deal. So head on over to Shutterstock.com, take advantage of that deal, and find the images you have been looking for. Very cool. Very cool indeed. So I'm going to hang up on you now, Stephen Hackett. And I'll call you back. You're going to call me back? So now I'll wait for Stephen to call me, and then we will bring in the first of our um, guests of our listener guests. So, Stephen, would you like to call in the first of our listener guests? Yes, we're going to have Florian join us. Ah, Florian, friend of the network, Mr. Florian. I'm going to try it now. Taltoval, I will say. I like it. Is, it was pretty All right, good. I'm calling him up. Excellent. So, Stephen is now working his Skype magic, which could potentially take about 25 minutes. Um, we're not too sure yet. Um, you're, you're hilarious. I'm so good, aren't I? I'm very funny. Hello, Florian. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm fine, thanks. Excellent. So, Florian, what is your overall t- take from today? Are you excited about getting your hands on a new iPhone? Yes, I am. What about the... I was just... Sorry? I could say, what about the iPhone 5 is, is exciting to you? Uh, yeah, I think the fact that it's a new iPhone, <laughs> it's a new thing. Um, <laughs> the problem was that it wasn't really a surprise because of the rumors we had before. Mm-hmm. So we already knew what was coming. But yeah, it looks really good. And even though we saw the pictures before, it's, it's got some nice specs. I like it. Do you- I'm looking forward to having it. White or black? I think black. You think black? Hmm. I'm not yes. so sure. I'm not so sure. I think I might stick with white myself. I don't like the because um, it's. It would appear that the uh, the rim that goes around the outside is black as well, and I don't like that personally. So I may be. Going yeah, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. I, I just listened to to Sean Blanc's uh, Sean today, and he actually called it a bad phone. Yeah, because it's all black. We just spoke to Sean a few minutes ago and he said it there. So clearly it wasn't an original joke. Which he, thanks, Sean. Yeah, he, he, he intimated that he'd just come up with that. So thank you for outing him, Florian. We, we know all about his ways now. So when you were, when you were reading the live blogs, um, did you feel underwhelmed? I mean, when I, was, when I was watching it, because I kind of felt like I already knew a lot of it, there wasn't a lot of excitement there for me. Did you have that feeling? Uh, yeah, sort of, because I wasn't really nervous about uh, what was coming before it started. Mm-hmm. But when they started to show the pictures and, uh, yeah, what it actually can do and what they improved, and uh, I was kind of excited, but especially to know when it will be coming, uh, what it will be having uh, on itself. And I'm also pretty excited about the, the iPods. What about the iPods? I, I kind of like the iPod Nano, and oh, I no. never was interested in other things than, than the iPhone lately. I'm starting to think that me and Stephen are the odd ones out, because we don't like the way that the Nano looks, but it seems that everybody else does. I, I'm, I'm not a fan, but uh, maybe, maybe me and you, Stephen, just aren't cool enough anymore. 
Maybe. Um, I don't know. It just it, it seems it seems a little silly to me. What What do you guys think about the um, the the iPhone going to a, a taller screen? We we haven't really touched on that yet today, yeah. uh, but it's obviously the the big feature here. Um, that it's not necessarily wider; it's actually the exact same width, but just taller, and therefore makes the phone look skinnier. Um, what are your What are your all thoughts on that? Go for it, Florian. Uh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I think that um, first of all, uh, John Ivy mentioned on his video that uh, it's comfortably to use with one hand. Uh, that's something really important for me because I also was thinking about yeah. Um, what about my thumbs? Uh, it's not that long, I think, for a bigger iPhone. But yeah, he said that they considered um, holding your phone in one hand and that it's actually made for your hand. And it should be better using the taller phone than using the actual iPhone 4. I think like the reason that we've not really touched on that too much is because it became so obvious and we've been speaking about it for weeks, right? We just expected this is what it was going to be. I'm really excited about it. As I've mentioned, I like, I really like using the larger screen on my um, Android device and I find that comfortable. But these, the Android devices, they're the four-inch diagonal. So it's harder to use one-handed, but I can use it one-handed easily. So um, I'm... I am very much looking forward to having the extra space on the on the iPhone. I think, as I said, I I personally feel that my iPhone's been a bit cramped recently, so I am looking forward to uh, to having a, a, a larger screen there. I think that's going to be really good. What about you, Stephen? How are you feeling about it? Uh, you know, I don't think Apple would do it if it uh, wasn't going to be good, and um, so I think it's uh, you know, I think it's going to be fun. Um, it'll obviously be nicer. You know, you can see more content. You can have more apps on the home screen. So there's definitely advantages to it. I think it might get a little taken used to, but I think overall it's a, it's a good move. I still stand by the fault that um, all of you Apple bloggers that have been laughing at larger Android screens will be <laughs> going to be eating your words soon. Just mark. You know, it, it, but it is a little bit different, right? Because they've kept the width. And you look at something like the Galaxy Nexus, uh, or the uh, Galaxy S3, those phones are taller and wider, and I think the width is really important to it being comfortable in your hand. I knew. So I think you... Apple's gone bigger, but um... is, you bloggers, you Apple bloggers, there's always going to be an excuse, and then and, and then for the iPhone 6, Apple will increase it in all dimensions, and then it'll be something else. Then it'll be like, well, at least it's not 20 inches, you guys. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. Exactly, Florian. <laughs> So, Stephen, if you've got anything else that you'd like to speak to Florian about before we let him go. How's your T-shirt doing? Is it holding up? I'm wearing it at the moment. Yes. <laughs> this is, of course, the limited edition 512 Pixels T-shirt. Um, I'm, uh, I'm working on the next one. I'm going to do another one, in the, uh, I think, right after the new year. So. Yeah, we we, we need to talk about network T-shirts still, Stephen. I know. We need to talk about that. So, Florian, where can people find you online if they would like to do so? If people want to ever want to get in touch with you and ask you more about your opinions, maybe if people want to say that you're wrong for liking the nanos. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and app.net at Florian Lionel. Awesome. Thank you very much, sir. It's been a pleasure talking to you again. Thanks to you guys. And um, we will talk soon. I hope so. Have See a great night. You too. Bye. You. Bye. I'm really concerned about our call points here, Stephen. 
about um yeah everyone's liking these i feel we need to ask these of our next guests what they think about the ipods or we could just cut our losses and not ask anybody else that's also a good idea i like both of those um so let me see who is next on our list i believe it's mr rob lewis see if he's on rob online ready i'm asking him if he's ready um (laughs) very loudly the yeah, the taller screen's gonna be I think it's gonna take you a little getting used to. I think it's gonna look weird at first. You know, like it's gonna look like your iPhone got pancaked out. So I think you I personally think you will get used to it faster than you think you will. Like I, I think so too. Like I think it will just be like the surprise and excitement of like when we went to retina screens. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it become just use you'll just become like a use usual thing for your device. Alright, I'm gonna call Robin. Please do. I'm calling him in, calling him in. Add to conference. Excellent. Well done. You worked it out. You're getting so much better at this. I know. Thank you. Hey, Rob. Hello. How you doing, How... mate? You all right? Yeah, not too bad. You guys? Yeah, very good, sir. Very good. So, Rob, we, uh, we're talking, obviously, about the uh, the events today. Um, we're going to talk to you about... Uh, about a couple of things. First of, do you think the new iPod Nano is cool, or do you think it's lame? I love it. I want one. God. What We're, is happening here? I don't know. Apparently, you and I are out of touch. Yeah, we're out of iPod touch. <laughs> don't. I'm, I'm hanging I'm, up. I on might you. cut that out. <laughs> no, yeah, we have to leave it in. Yeah, probably. So, what um, do you like about the new Nanos? I, do you know what? I don't know. I saw it and I wanted one. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't need it. I've got no use for it at all. Do you feel the same about? Do you feel the same about the iPod Touch? No. Oh, what's that, happening? That, that doesn't excite me at all. Jeez, I don't understand. Because I like the way that the Touch looks. I think that it, you know, because it's very similar to the um, to the iPhone. I like the colors. I think the colors are real cool. I think the colors are nice on the Nano too. I just. The overall, something about the overall design I don't like. I really hate the circular icons. I think that that is a real poor choice. Um, yeah, I, I did think that was odd. I don't understand. It's, it doesn't fit in with what, what it's like on the iPod and the iPhone, but I don't know. I still want it. I don't know why. Maybe I need to see one of these things in person. You haven't got one, have you? No. Okay. Just check no, in. No. Just check in. Apple dropped him one early. Who knows? It's got to be a reason he likes it. I, I can't think of anything else. Oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what about the uh, – we haven't talked much about uh, the new iTunes yet except for the news. Uh, I, for one, feel like iTunes is definitely in need of an overhaul. Do you think that they're going to, to deliver that with this or do you still think that, uh, that uh, iTunes is still maybe too complicated? There's too many things. It, it's way too complicated. It needs. We need a separate app store, I think, if nothing else. Um, there, there's too much going on in iTunes. Um, but then again, if they split it, there's, there's going to be way too many applications yeah. for just for managing you. You know the stuff that you need your content. Maybe you know if they just find some way to refine the interface, that it will be an easier thing again. I mean, the new stores are very good looking. Um, and they've they've already done some work with that over the last few days. I've been noticing changes in the iTunes Store on the on the Mac. You'll see some mm-hmm. of the artwork elements look slightly different. Um, 
and the the ones that they got on iOS as well. They're, they're, it's a much better looking store, and that that environment's nicer. It looks like listening to music and stuff's better. But I don't listen to music on iTunes anymore. I use audio or Spotify or something like that. So I was kind of hoping that um, Apple were going to say that they had a streaming service today or something like that. <laughs> that rumor popped up at the last minute, but didn't seem to have any any meat behind it. No. No. Yeah, I, I like the I like the look. Um, you know, and they've got all the you know the popover stuff now on iTunes with the new one, um, which I think will make it a lot easier to use and, and just a bit nicer to use. I think, mm-hmm. but I don't know. We'll have to see when that actually gets released. Are you going to be getting a new iPhone? No, I, <laughs> I I was going to, and then I've made the decision not to. Any reason? For um, that? Just money. That's just I, I'm I'm halfway through a two year contract, right? Yeah. So I, I'm going to stick it out and wait for presumably the five S. I mean, let's not start rumors now, but oh no, you know it's <laughs> it's all going to start again now. Well, we haven't had the iPod uh, iPad Mini, sorry. So uh, rumors rumors aren't dead yet. Did you think we were going to see anything today uh, along the iPad Mini? Like, did your opinion change at all as the show was going on, as it, as it were? I wanted to see it, but I I didn't think they were. I didn't. I couldn't see them doing the iPhone and an iPad in the same announcement. See, me and Stephen it, were talking on IM, and we we thought that something potentially might come because they seemed to be rushing through the iPhone. Um, but it ended up being the abomination that is the iPod Mini, a uh, Nano, sorry, <laughs> uh, that they that they announced instead. Um, so yeah. It was it was interesting the pacing of the event. I'm looking forward to actually watching the video because there's only so much you can gauge from from live blogs. I guess one of the good things, I guess, for you, Rob, being in the UK like me, is our 4G um, carrier um, selection will be much better by that point. So you, at, oh, least you, at least you'll have that in about a year's time or so. You'll be able to actually use 4G on a carrier of your choice rather than just the one that there is at the moment. Um, so yeah. that will be one good thing. So you might not have to switch away from your current provider if you have any loyalty towards them. Mm. I, I tend to just switch whoever's got the best deal. I, I, I kind of go, I'm not really that bothered. I just port my number and okay, and move on with it. But I'm, I'm with three at the moment, and their their three G coverage is fantastic. But you know, it depends what happens with all this four G stuff and, and the auction. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that. This is, well, this is I never get to have these UK-based conversations. I think free free are one of the smaller networks in the UK, so I think that they may not benefit too greatly in the four G auction because they probably haven't got the money. Um, they're yeah, not, they're not um, in anywhere else really in any great numbers outside of the United Kingdom. So, Rob, I want to thank you very much for joining us. Um, if people would like to get in touch with you and and tell you also that you're uh, wrong for liking the iPod uh, Nano. Where can they do that? Um, I'm at therob.com. That's Rob with two Bs. Or RM Lewis UK on Twitter. Awesome stuff. All right, mate. Thank you very much. Okay, thanks, guys. Take care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. I feel like we need to at least ask our third and final guest as well. Because I just can't... I'm losing faith in humanity here, Stephen. About this, these uh, iPod Nanos. Well, our third and final guest is not online, so. Well, then we're just going to have to leave it at that, aren't we? 
Yeah, I asked uh, one more person. We'll see if what they what they answer. Okay. Um, uh, so let's talk about the the lightning connector a little bit. Oh um, yeah, we've not even spoken about that either. Um, I was talking to to my wife Mary about it the other night, and I was joking that I would need to sell an iPhone so I could buy enough new cables to mm-hmm. you know to to make it worthwhile. Um, it's really going to be interesting. You know, uh, these adapters are out. I don't know how well they're going to work in something like the uh, like a uh, like a radio dock, you know, like a alarm clock dock or something like that. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how how well it works and and you know what the transition is going to be like to this new adapter because now it's it's only it's on the the new iPhone, the new iPod Touch, and the new iPod Nano. Um, you know that's that's a huge chunk of devices, and obviously these companies are going to have to scramble to get something new. And I'm sure this late they've already got stuff rolling for the holiday season. It's going to be uh, going to be interesting because once you know once you do this, you can't convert back. You know, there's not an adapter going the other way. And so do you stay with the old dot connector and all your devices to be safe? Or do you release two devices if you're a company? Or, you know, what do you do? Yeah. They had to do it. I mean, it had to happen. But it's just going to be so expensive to, to get the tools that you need either to convert your existing ones or just buy new cables. So I will probably... I mean, you get one in the box, and then I'll probably buy another one, and then I'll have to buy another one in like six months' time. It's ridiculous, but but these are the things that happen. I mean, we've been using this same connector for a very long time so, since two thousand and three, nine yeah. years. So, yeah, we will see. Um, yeah, so I think it'll obviously be a a, a period of of transition, um, but we'll uh, you know we'll get there. Um, it's just gonna be uh, gonna be a big change. I think that's a I think that's a big uh, it's a big big change. So I wanted to mention one thing with you um, in regards to the iPad Mini. Actually, a couple of things in regards to the iPad Mini. I know it's rumory, but um, where do you think a pricing could sit now when you're looking at the iPod Touch? Um, you know, I don't know. Uh, we had talked about. Apple hitting two ninety nine, two forty nine, with an iPad Mini, and with the iPod Touch at two ninety nine, it sure seems like that would be difficult to do. Um, the iPad Two sits at three ninety nine, so maybe the the iPad Mini replaces the iPad Two. I just I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I don't really know what they're going to do. I mean, I personally don't think that Apple will care if they have an overlap in pricing between two different product lines, because if they don't offer a Retina display, then that could be one way that people could quantify it. Well, you're not going to get a Retina display. That's why it's cheaper or whatever. Or it may not even have 4G. It might be Wi-Fi only in the first model. Which would make me sad. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know. I'd be surprised if they did that. There's something else about this, right? So the... This iPhone, we we basically knew what this was going to look like a long time ago. Yeah, there are there haven't been any credible part leaks for the iPad Mini. I've seen a couple, but they didn't look, you know, great. great. Um, so that's why I'm one. I'm wondering, um, are we going to see it this year? Like, if are they going to be able to, are they going to announce this thing next month and we've not seen anything? But yet we knew what the iPhone was going to look like ages ago. You know, they said they've been doubling down, and maybe that's finally going to. Maybe that's finally taking place. Maybe they would just. Maybe they didn't 
I don't know. Maybe because it's kind of been the joke, right? Yeah. And all these things, all the threads are like, oh, Tim said they're doubling down on secrecy. Well, maybe that starts with the iPad Mini. Yeah. Or maybe they just, for whatever reason, there might have been a purposeful reason that they didn't want to double down with the iPhone. You know, maybe um, here's a theory, and, and this is just happening as I say it. Um, I think there's room for people to say the iPhone 5 looks like a 4S, and which looks like a 4. So maybe by them uh, leaking uh, it, um, you know, maybe by it coming out, um, it is a uh, a slow. It's it's like Apple, a way to slow that down. Yeah, it's Apple like potentially being able to manage some of what what they, if there could be any um, unhappiness about it. It allows them to manage that. Yeah. We do have we do have one more guest. He's on, so let's uh, okay, call let's, him in. Let's call him in, Mister Mister Blake Hill. Uh, so let me dial him in. We'll ask him about important. the iPod thing again. So. Yeah, I think it's important for us to get a, a, another. Opinion. We need one person to agree. I really hope. Hello, he hello, Stephen. Hey, how you doing? Great. Yes, this is Blake Hill. How hey, well you you are uh, you are live, uh, not really live. You're live to tape, so. Uh, the first question we've been asking people is this. What do you think about the new iPod Nano? I knew that we were going to talk about that, and if we didn't, I was going to make sure to bring it up. Does anyone know the ship date? That was what I was wondering first. Uh, they're all, they've said October for the new iPods. They haven't given a date past that. So I'm disappointed because I will not be able to get it for my wife for her birthday on September 18th. But... I I have mixed feelings on the iPod Nano. It doesn't seem to fit with Apple. The whole it, it doesn't run iOS. It has the circle icons, the two tone sort of yellow and white one. I think I saw a picture on one of the live blogs. Just didn't fit my taste. So you would say that it's not a great looking iPod, right? Finally, Finally. someone gives me. <laughs> it, it it like it it seemed bubble gum. Yeah, me. yeah, it's like it's like too playful. Yeah, yeah, it's like fish. But I understand. Like I, I understand how it can fit in to all the people that Apple is trying to appeal to, and the younger, like middle school girls, probably will love that. <laughs> yeah, and and I mean, yeah, um, that's that probably device. why me and Stephen don't like it very much. Um, but that definitely shows that there's a place in the market for it. It makes sense. Yeah. So. Blake, what was your overall feeling about the iPhone announcement? Were you happy? Were you let down? Were you expecting more? Did you get what you wanted? Yeah, I bet it's the same answer that everybody else has been giving. Given, I, I love the iPhone 5. I love almost everything about it. But it, today's announcement in particular did not have the same zing to it that past announcement have because so much was leaked yeah. after... Tim Cook had doubled down on secrecy. But, I mean, there's only so much you can do, I guess. But I still think that, and I even saw some sort of, I even saw sort of geeks, even Mac, like heavy Apple users in my Twitter feed saying things like disappointed. Or I I was really hoping these leaks weren't accurate. Yeah, I I wouldn't say like disappointed because... 
everything that they've announced, like in regards to the iPhone, I'm excited about and looking forward to it. But I did feel a little kind of, um, I didn't feel the excitement, as you say. I felt a little let down from the actual um, excitement of the announcement because you usually get that like, oh, wow, they did the thing. Like, you know, Siri, like we had an idea it was coming, but it was a real surprise the way that they did it and stuff like that. But we there wasn't really any of that. Like I was um, even still saying up until yesterday, even today, that I thought that there was going to be something in iOS 6 that wasn't announced yet that was going to be, you know, a, a real tentpole feature or something really exciting. But there wasn't even anything like that. Right. And and I think that was actually one of the things that I drew out of it the most is I really believe they kept on talking about how they tried to make really great products, really fantastic products. And I I truly believe that Apple does try to do that. And I think, you know, I was thinking about all the devices that I've used in my life. And I really don't think that I've loved using a device as much as I've loved using the iPhone. And the features that they came out with today, like the improved camera, the larger screen, it's still going to be retina. So it's just going to look awesome. The the speed, everything's going to be two times faster. All of those things that they talked about today are going to make the product much more pleasurable to use. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, that fit and finish that is going to make it so much more fun to use. But there aren't really, fe- there aren't really features that can be marketed, that they can really talk about. It's hard for the average non-geek to sort of understand the difference between 7.9 millimeters and 7.6 millimeters or whatever it is. And that it's a little bit lighter and that it's twice as fast and that the camera is much faster and that it has three microphones. It's just hard for the average consumer to understand the benefit. But when they use it, they notice it sort of subconsciously. And I think that's why people end up sticking with – a large reason why people end up sticking with the Apple ecosystem. Yeah, because Apple make – they make a big deal out of seemingly small things. But it's because the combination of these small things makes an overall much – and better and greatly enhanced user experience, as you say. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this whole, you know, Apple is, is slowly moving to a point where, um, you know, even even with the Nano kind of looking like iOS and assuming, you know, assumedly acting like it, but it has Bluetooth, you know, they're making their devices smarter. We're moving away from the iPods of old, you know, and so, so their whole ecosystem, their whole experience is becoming richer as time goes on. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the Nano is going – also looking at sort of use cases, the whole jobs-to-be-done idea, and, and that Nano going on runs. I don't want to take my, my $750 iPhone 5 on a run with me, but if I can take the iPod Nano, which is, I think, $150, and it Bluetooth will sync with my computer and do all the Nike Fit training stuff, then – that's going to be a very useful device for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Sweet. Anything anybody want to add? No, I'm fine. Have you got anything that you you wanted to add, Blake, before we let you go? Well, I, just the, one other thing that I thought was interesting is the now with the new iPhone 5, and you still have the 4 and you have the 4S, and then you have some only do 3G, some run LTE, then you have Verizon, AT&T, and Sprint, and then the black and white, which I know, Stephen, is 
a lot of people got mad at you for not including the colors on your oh, post geez. at five twix, twelve five twelve pixels. But all the the decision for consumers, I think now is just going to be inc- <laughs> incredibly challenging. I mean, it sounds like I'm overstating it, say it like that, but it does seem like there are so many options. Like I myself am even. I've been devouring tons of information trying to decide, well, do I really need a 32 gig? I definitely don't need a 64, but can I live with a 16? What am I going to sync? All that, all those decisions, I think it is going to be a challenge for a consumer. So I'm trying to put together a bunch of information uh, as fast as I can, hopefully get it up tonight on nongeeks.com to help explain that to people, uh, help them figure out which device is best for them and which carrier is going to be best for them. Sweet. Thanks for having me on, guys. Nice you bet. Thanks pleasure. for joining us. Where can so, people find you? You on Twitter? Yes, Twitter, Blake Hill, and uh, nongeeks.com, which is hopefully launching tonight. Awesome. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Blake. Bye-bye. So, Stephen. I think we've come to the end of the news. Well, yes, but uh, there is a, a very important point that we still need to get to. Okay. Are me and you going to be buying one? Uh, yes, I'll be buying uh, probably a black 32 gig. Um, like I said yesterday on my show, I'm eligible here in a couple of weeks trying to get that up uh, to uh, so I can order a pre-order on Friday. We'll see if that comes through for me. And where, what network are you going with? Uh, I will be staying with Verizon. They've got LTE here in Memphis. AT&T does not. I've been happy with Verizon. Um, my wife still has a year on her phone anyways. Um so uh, yeah, staying with uh, with Big Red. Awesome. Um, I'm probably going to get a white. I like it. Um, I think it looks really nice. I think it looks classy. Most likely going to be buying unlocked. The only problem with well, see, there's two things with that. The um, carrier at uh, EE that we were talking about on the Five Twelve podcast, which is going to be the only. Um, 4G provider in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, they they haven't actually launched yet. They sort of have kind of launched, but so I'm, this is the thing. So I'm going to be buying unlocked the phone. Don't know if they're going to be available in time. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get just a SIM from them. Um, I expect to see over the next couple of days what they will be offering. But an interesting thing is um, that they did not, obviously for reasons you would expect, stay on stage. Apple are moving to a nano SIM which is even smaller than the micro sim. So um I don't really know what I'm going to be able to do with my current contract or any other contracts or anything like that. So hopefully I'll get some information over that over the next day or two because I am most likely going to be pre-ordering it on on the 14th. So um we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, you know, it might just be that I have to Bite the bullet and hope that um, and hope that it all gets sorted out. Sweet, I'm uh, I'm excited to uh, get my hands on one. Indeed, it's gonna be fun. So, um, have we got anything else that we wanted to fill in? We have obliterated my 700 words worth of notes. Yeah, mine too. I'm just Except, okay, well. Let's 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 well, one thing real quick. Blake mentioned it. Um, the 3GS is gone. So the iPhone 4 is now the free on contract um, with the iPhone 4S um, pulling in the middle at 199 Those are uh, available at 8 and 16 gigs respectively. 
Um, so no more 3GS, even though it's getting iOS 6, uh, no longer in production, no longer for sale. Not, not a huge surprise, just uh, part of the news we haven't touched. Yep. Um, hmm. So don't buy a 3GS. No, because uh, that's a that's a really bad idea. You're not going to. It's a get terrible that. idea. <laughs> you should definitely try and stay away from that. Um, it might be, probably for the best. Um, overall feeling. I mean, I feel a lot. I mean, when I was watching the keynote, um, I wasn't too jazzed. Um, I, I I felt a little like, oh, there's not much here. Um, as time went. On since talking about it and watching some of the press stuff, I'm very excited about the iPhone. I wasn't unexcited, but I was maybe hoping for something that I didn't know um, already about that device. But I'm very excited to get my hands on one. I really hope that um, I'm going to be able to be able to get one on launch day. Um, but we will have to wait and see on that. I think. Sweet. It'll be it'll be good. We'll uh, we'll we'll be back with some uh, some information. I guess next week on my show on uh, how our ordering went and to be able to share our experiences. Oh, that joy! Yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. Stephen Hackett, thank you very much for joining me for this episode. It's been a pleasure having you on and running the uh, Skype board. Yeah. Glad to do it. Thanks for uh, thanks for letting me on. So, where can people find you if they would like to do so? You can find me on your social media of choice at ISMH, uh, or you can find me at my website, of course, 512pixels.net. Excellent. Um, next week's episode, we're hoping to be joined by another new guest to the program, and that is Mr. Adam Lusagor, Mr. Lonely Sandwich of Sandwich Video, and you look nice today. Should be a real interesting episode, actually, somebody with a different day job to the type of person that we're usually used to speaking to, but got stuff like you look nice today in there but i want to talk to him about what he's what i feel that he's done really um in changing the product videos especially um for apps yeah he's done some great stuff i'm excited to, to hear that indeed um if you have anything you would like to hear me ask mr lisa gore um you can get in contact with me on twitter i'm imike i-m-y-k-e or you can send me um, an email by going to 70 decibels.com forward slash contact select command space from the drop down list um thank you very much for listening to this episode of command space thank you to squarespace and shutterstock for their support of this episode and thank you the most for listening Um, until next time bye bye adios